and welcome to episode 15 of Ashes of the Imperium, a 40k podcast from sunny England. My name is Dan and I'm joined today by Steve. Hello, Steve. How are you? Hi, Dan. I'm very good. Thank you very much. Awesome. Great to hear. And today we're going to be talking about Kill Team, aren't we? Yes. But not yes. just any old Kill Team. No. Kill Team no. Road Traders. Somewhere a little different to uh, go out adventuring. It's very cool. Or Rouge Traders, as uh, I've seen it spelt <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> Which is either yes. rogue traders with lots of uh, makeup applied or um, French <laughs> rogue traders wearing red trousers. But the sprues, the, the sprues are in red plastic, so you know I can see where they're going <laughs> with this. A lot more flamboyant dress in some of these uniforms <laughs> now, so yeah. The fabulous rouge traders. <laughs> yeah. Like the gentlemen yeah, got... highwaymen of the skies, of the space. <laughs> you have a, a, a musical tactic that you can use and sing the rules out. Oh, don't get me started on my lame is concept army. <laughs> uh, to be fair, though, you know musicals and theatre. There's a lot of um, lot of inspiration you can get for maybe not necessarily armies, but yeah, like the backstory. You know, because they're all about betrayal and and like love and these really right, intense, powerful characters. You can yeah, kind of spin that. I guess you could kind of spin that into a 40k army. A bit, bit nerdy, kind of art director type thing that. You know, if you look at actually how those big set pieces are put together, the color coordination, you know, the heroes might be brighter, everybody else, you know, in the in the cast might be in more muted colors, but they'll all be sharing browns and blues or whatever. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, just the consideration of how does that big set piece work visually as well as, you know, story and music wise, then then yeah, maybe it's a new thing. When when do you think we're gonna see forty K the musical on uh on Broadway and in the West End. <laughs> Licensing's going strong at the minute. Could happen. Yeah, I mean, they've got about, you know, 70 different iOS and Android computer uh, computer games. Then uh, it makes sense to branch out into the world of musicals, I think. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, the heresy. Maybe that's the thing to start oh, with. Heresy. That, the Ho- Horace Heresy, the musical. <laughs> the opera. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. Right, I'm going to send an email to Games Workshop after this episode. TM it quick. Yeah, absolutely. Get my royalties in and uh, throw my name into the hat, the um, elaborate befeathered hat, I should say, um, as worn by Lucia Vane. So, yeah, very cool, very cool. Uh, We received a a box from Games Workshop, didn't we, with the the new Rogue Trader within it, which is very exciting because we've been seeing these miniatures hanging around the internet for a little bit, haven't we? Yeah, they kind of got leaked and then GW did the right thing and shared the intent on what they're for and stuff, which was great. But it's and then it's just the the wait, isn't it, until we can see who they are, what they do and how they fit. And this kind of this kind of box is a great opportunity for Games Workshop to to do those slightly niche factions and niche miniatures. You know, all those Nurgle miniatures are fantastic and they could, I guess you could fit those into a Nurgle army somehow. Yeah, but, but why not? Why not just you know produce a whole host of awesome Nurgle miniatures and just do a board game for them? Yeah, yeah. And although Nurgle aren't necessarily my you know go to favoriteest army ever, they've got a huge amount of character and they've got huge storytelling scope, which is obviously the story behind what's happening through the missions that are in Road Trader. If uh, if Nurgle aren't your uh, cup of recaf, then what's your uh, go to Chaos God then, Steve? Go to Chaos God. See, I know. I, I suppose I I kind of prefer, you know, your more 
base animal stuff so the xenos stuff so you know the gene stealers i, I suppose if if you've got a, a taint then <laughs> corn's good i mean corn's just absolutely knows what it does um super simple super basic kind of feels very um just raw so i think i think yeah i like those but i think for me i will always get drawn if it's not human i'll get drawn towards maybe the xenos side so orcs shh they're coming oh my god isn't that so yeah i guess we should probably mention (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we did record our uh, a couple of episodes ago episode 13 we recorded back in february when all this orc enthusiasm didn't exist um and we were just like you know we thought let's talk about orcs because we both really like orcs um and then uh you know i was away a little bit for work and and everything and now we're back back behind the mics but since then there've been all these awesome orc announcements and suddenly we we find ourselves uh you know facing down the barrel of a shooter about to see in you know a week or so some amazing orc releases yeah so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah if you've listened to episode 13 and you're thinking wait a minute these guys don't know what they're talking about there's already this has been released or that that's been released then uh, just bear in mind it's a couple of work a few months old yeah, but I think I think you know dreams and hopes are worth sharing you know, before we know out all the details, uh, which will be very soon, hopefully. So, I think it'll be really yeah. interesting to go back to that episode once yeah. we've once the books arrived and all the models have arrived, and kind of see like a how we feel about what armies we we might want to do, but also be like what we've hoped for. Has that come to fruition, or is there maybe a st- still a gap in the orc model, you know, range that we uh, we might like to see filled? I, I think that's that's a, that's a really good point. I think there are there are lots of great models in the in the range at the moment, and there are other models that perhaps um, could do with refreshing. But I'd also challenge to say, you know, things like the killer cans. I, I don't think, you know, I'm no, I know if you said make killer can today, they would be incredible because of the technology, skills, and means to do it have, have advanced a lot. But I still think they're full of character. What can absolutely I, I don't see the, the requirement they... though to to no, change I, models like the killer cans and the death dread. I think what they need changing is they they need a, a, a bit of a uplift in the rules or a way they play so that they then become they they kind of play like they look. At the moment, I'm not sure they 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 play quite as I see them looking. If that makes sense. Well, let's hold that thought and yeah. uh, and talk about it when the codex drops and we know exactly how they're going to play from now on. Yes, let's get back on target. Back on target. So, uh, Rogue Trader, very exciting, super cool. Um, massive shout out to Laura from Games Workshop, who produces the videos. Yes. Uh, I was a huge fan of that kind of cowboy bebop-esque, uh, <laughs> you know, real pop arty kind of colours. Um, it was a really cool, slightly upbeat video, you know, a very very different kind of video that, that we've seen to the kind of gravelly you know, John Hurt-esque narration, the 41st millennium, you know, all that kind of thing. A bit like how we have on the beginning of the uh, the podcast on the intro, you know. <laughs> it was uh, it was this kind of slightly jazzy, upbeat, colourful, nurgling, sunbathing kind of video, and it was brilliant. I thought it was an awesome uh, little uh, insight into the kind of the, the world of the rogue traders. Yeah, I, I, and I think for me, you know, the more they experiment with the games and the areas we go, then let's do the same with all the materials that go with it. I mean, that that, that works fine for me, I think. And also, you know, it's that classic thing. You know, if, if you set out that teaser video that has got a bit of a twist to it, then you're going to look at it 
what when it arrives and they're like why is this different and yeah it is different and it has but i mean the beauty of it for me my one concern was oh is this like a standalone box with slightly different rules no no we're all good it's it's a it's a it's a little sideways expansion with a hint of other things that we'll get to so um yeah no it's good it's really good Awesome. Well, let's um, let's go straight into the product then itself. Um, it comes with two kill teams: the Gelapox Infected, who are obviously the the big Nurgly models, and yep. then there's also the uh, the Star Striders. Now yes. there are different ways of pronouncing this depending on who you listen to. I <laughs> I want to say Lucidian. I, I'll go with you, mate. Yeah. Yep. Well, what, what would you reckon, Steve? Uh, again, I went to the same pronunciation school as Dan Heelan, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your lead, mate. Um, yeah, I was listening to Forge, the narrative podcast, which is um, one of my favourite American 40k podcasts, and they, they went around the table and uh, they all pronounced it differently. So I think, uh, yeah. But as they mentioned, the obviously the rogue trader herself is Alusha Vane, so it makes sense to uh, it be Aleutian or Lucidian. Lucidian? Ah, I don't know. I think, yeah. Pronounce it how you want. Yeah. The models yeah. are amazing. Star Striders. Go Star Striders. The Star Striders themselves. <laughs> yeah, the models are absolutely stunning. Um, it would be... I just think... I kind of say I want to see these models in 40k, like a squad of Star Strider, you know, like naval uh, naval security. But then part of the attraction to these models is that they are unique and that they are different, isn't it? You, you don't necessarily want to see everything that you see in small games expand into the big game. Um, yes, yes, and no. I, I think I think when we first saw them, I kind of went, "Ooh, what are these? They look a bit like um, again another pronunciation challenge here." Um, Arbites, yeah, is that what we're saying? Uh, Arbit- Arbites, Arbites. A long time since I did Latin at school. <laughs> <laughs> I failed French, mate, so I got no chance. <laughs> so, so, but I think I think for me, did they they looked kind of like that, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure. They're quite fancy, quite a bit more high gothic, not as gritty. Um, but actually, when it turns out that yeah, they're like the personal bodyguard ships company for the rogue trader then for me it kind of went oh okay it, it makes sense of, of course you know they would have you know their position as a rogue trader is important and the people around them need to you know help sell that idea of extravagance and wealth and um expertise so i think then it makes sense that we've got these unique characters yeah and i, I think you're right it would be tricky to those, those models have been made to be single characters with some interesting unique weapons and heads and stuff but you know that's the beauty of the game you can cut and snip and make them yourself make them your own anyway and the cool thing is obviously the game comes with some mini codexes to take all this stuff and bring it to your big games anyway yeah that is that is very cool um i think that in slightly smaller games or narratively focused games you're going to see um these models because they're just too cool not to take or even and even if they're not being used as they are in the codex, converted from. So, you know, the the tech priesty kind of guy, Larsen van der Graus. <laughs> there you go. Who's Electromeister, which sounds very, uh, very 70s, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> it does. Get some synth, some synth. 70s German I am, disco. I am the Electromeister. <laughs> and I bring you disco from the 41st millennium. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> Soundtrack to every game from now on. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, 
like yeah like a bit daft punky anyway so he's cool um i can yeah. see him maybe being converted into a tech priest um obviously you've got the um rejuvenant adept who would make a great medic in a imperial yeah. uh, an astro Meditarum command squad the death cult executioner Nosso prond she'd make a great death cult assassin you know it, it just that they just make themselves into 40k models if you didn't necessarily want to go for a uh, an Elucidian Star Strider detachment. But if you did, then you could take the whole kill team. And, and I think for me, you know, there's a game there that they're stranded either in a ship or they're stranded on the planet. They all bundle together in the middle of the table. And then, you know, your space Marines or whatever it is are going to come and rescue them. And it's a race. They become the objective. So, you know, fab. I mean, let's have a real objective that lives and breathes and tries to get across the table and fighting for its life, overwhelmed. Yes, they'll probably die, but they might not, and that's a game. I think the most disappointing thing of the rules is that they, they clearly weren't written by a dog owner, because <laughs> in uh, in Voidmaster Niche, who's the, the kind of the head of the naval security detachment, the Voids of yeah. Men-at-Arms, you have Voidmaster Niche, Four Voidsmen, and also Aximilian, who is yep. the goodest boy, the best boy <laughs> in the whole 41st millennium. And yep. uh, there's a rule for the doggo. Aximilian, the death of Aximilian is ignored for the purposes of morale tests. Now, not being funny, but I think the death of Aximilian should, should count double for morale tests because I would be super sad. It should have the specialism of John Wick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They become they become even more angry and shoot on two. They they hit on two plus the ballistic shield two plus the the turn after Aximilian dies. That 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 would be to make total sense. Total sense. House ruled. House ruled. Yeah, absolutely. My house, my rules. But but I think I think again that's just another example of you know we've got a set of models here and a little backstory of why they are all stood next to each other and it's just room now to go and just you know make it your own it's uh i think for me it's it's great fun and yes and yes there's somebody will end up with a pack of dogs won't be me but it will be somebody and that will be cool <laughs> someone will be hunting down all the doggos from all the kill team sets just be like <laughs> yeah. i've got to get more of them that would be cool yeah. what could you use them as in 40k um i'm trying to think um, trying to resume rules wolves could you yeah they're a bit small I'm trying to, trying yeah, to think of something know. suitable something small and bitey that you could use them in a 40k list for but oh well so yeah, yeah. models models are awesome um, yeah. have you read the background much yes briefly um, I've not been able to get it cover to cover but I think for me what's exciting is this ability that we are going to explore well not just the edge of the Imperium because they go a little bit further um, you know with a a secret map that takes them off the grid as it were but i think for me the idea that um we've even if it's just a lightest touch in this this box this we were just reminded that rogue trader although you know from the day that that was kind of the name of the game but the whole idea of this rogue trader uh, 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 your classic kind of tv hero or heroine that has a group of people around them you know this is your hand solo this is your firefly these are the people that are living on the edge and maybe living between the law a little bit you know they're trading in the right things and the wrong things to to make that buck and 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 also to survive where 
there isn't a space marine around every corner or, you know, a, a regiment of guardsmen ready there to save your butt. So I think for me, this is very much where it sort of steps a little bit into the role play side. Um, but also the fact that, you know, it, it could have been an easy thing to go to Gene Steeler for this, but we've kind of seen that and that's great. So to have this kind of infection on board, um, this fight on board. Uh, but but for me, the, the story is great. The world, that part of that world is great. And what it looks like is great. And, and, and again, I think for me, just seeing that it's um, – you know, like I said, a bit more high gothic and the way it looks, and that's that kind of feels right. You know, the the, the edges of the Imperium are, are not going to be keeping up with the latest fashions, you know, because they're going to be light years warp travel. Okay, warp travel gets you so far, but we've had the Great Rift that's going to be causing issues. So, you know, fashions will change, and you, they will feel slightly strange and different. So, I think I think the the sort of the style of the models. Um, and and the art, we have to we have to remember that we see a very sort of um, focused snapshot of the forty first millennium in that we see armies that are ready for war and even kill team the original model they are kind of special special task forces you know going to achieve a certain mission but they are from those armies they are very very military models and they have all have a military bearing even the Gene Steeler cult who are kind of insurgent civilians aren't they you know they are being organised in a quite a military or paramilitary fashion. But what you've got here is you've got rogue traders. They are they're explorers and so they're not they're not kitted out in the same way that we and yes their naval security detachment is is their kind of their mil- militia type bit. But you know, these guys aren't they're not all soldiers, are they? No, and I think for me that was exciting when I saw the models because I think for me one of the things I'm enjoying about Kill Team is you kind of set up these kind of intense smaller gaming areas and then the ability for me and then the fact that you know uh, you're not trying to worry about can i fit these 10 dudes behind this piece of scenery and count or whatever it's literally person by person so for me to have um a little bit more street litter as in you know dump bins as in broken cars but then to have, maybe even have some civilians on the streets you know they, they're only going to run out of the way but Again, if maybe, you know, you do have a dude with a gun and he will turn around and start shooting. So these models will, will absolutely fit for me and that role of, of adding that extra bit of life to the table. Um, and I, so I think, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're great. really like them. The one, um, one thing that I will say I was a bit disappointed by is that because there are a lot of fine components in the models, um, I... I found that on on the sprues that I got, they were a bit. Um, there were like a couple of broken, like a lasgun barrel here, or there's like a a Nurgle guy with a like a sort of dog tag chain around his neck. Like those were all broken, not all broken off, but you know, there's there a couple of things like that that were broken, which was a bit of a shame. Um, and having whilst I try and avoid Facebook groups uh, for forty k, uh, you know, scanning through thing, things like that, I've seen a few comments uh, that were quite similar on there. So I don't think I was the only person to have that issue. Um, and even the like the rule book itself, the main Rogue Trader rule book, the pages were kind of stuck together um, in the corner. So it's again, it's not a huge, it's only like, you know, a centimeter or so. But as you as you kind of pull them apart to reach, you know, between 28 and 29 might be stuck together. And so to pull them apart, you rip off a bit of the ink. 
and you've just got these sort of unsightly white marks in the corners, which, like, it's not it's not the kind of thing that I'm going to you know rant about, but it is. It's just strange because Games Workshop products are usually quite they kind of have it down pat, and I just thought they sort of maybe the QC or maybe they did something different with how it was packed or whatever. Yeah, I, I guess the the models. The challenge you have with the models is that if they're delicate in a box, which is full of paper and card, you know, is going to be a challenge that they don't get rattled about. Uh, I would hope to think that the the pages sticking together is a, a production issue that can be fixed or should be fixed, or maybe it's only a small batch. So, but, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right. We we are used to something that's you know, well-designed, well-packaged, comes out of the box, you clip it out easily. You know, we don't get those old days where pits are on sprue where you can't actually get the clippers in between anymore. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, or your, your codex but, falls apart at the seams, you know, three days in, that kind of thing. That you used exactly. To, yeah. Um, so I, I, but, you know, I, I, I should mention I haven't emailed Games Workshop about this yet um, because obviously it was only a sample copy, so I'm not going. To, I'm not going to try and angle for for a replacement <laughs> because it was only a sample. But I will, you know, I will email them to mention it to say, you know, maybe that maybe they can take the feedback and you know, batch two of Kill Team Rogue Trader might might be produced slightly differently, and hopefully other gamers won't have won't have similar problems. Yeah, any any producer would would want to hear that just so they can go back to their suppliers and say, look, you know, you know, how do we fix it? How do we make it better in the future? So. Yeah, fair one. So um, let's quickly talk about the the rules. Um, yep. So, kill team road trader gives us a slightly different style of kill zone, um, which is called ultra close confines. Yeah. So rather than using the board and the sort of traditional terrain that uh, that we got in the main road trader box, oh sorry, the main kill team box. Um, this gives us almost like a Necromunda esque, and I'm talking about new Necromunda with the the flat board and the the little scenery bits, rather than kind of a old school gantries and towers style Necromunda, uh, mm. like a kind of Space Hulk, or if you've played Battle uh, Betrayal at Kalth or Betrayal at Prospero, Battle of Kalth, whatever, whichever way around it is, you know all those cardboard terrain bits that you used to get. Yeah, it's that kind of stuff. So it gives you a, a way of fighting in in corridors in like a Zone Mortalis esque uh, game, and the the board's double sided. So you've got uh, the True Hawk, which is Alusha Vane's kind of a shuttle on one side, and then you've got a, a Ministorum Shrine, which is I guess when they make when they make Planetfall, where you're uh, where you're battling out, and there's all these little uh, like chests, uh, doors pods and control shrines and pipe and stuff like that so that there's lots of different little widgets which actually would probably work really well on any 40k board as an objective but here they form part of the board yeah no i think it's great i mean so would we like a ship well yeah but realism would be that you know it would be hideously expensive to make a huge plastic spaceship to fight in so what we've got we've got great board and we've got these markers again these markers you know if you end up buying a spare set or you know you want some more then they will drop into the game no problem at all so yeah i I think the exciting thing for me is uh it's another level of play that we can bring into any game of kill team so we now know how to open a door and what a door means rather than climbing over things so um we now know what it means to kind of run around the corner and you know uh, and jump at somebody and how, how do we manage that so i think uh all of this is just 
you don't need to play it. <laughs> but if you want another way of playing this game with a slightly different feel, and I think I think the, the what's really nice is the, the, you play it differently because it is a lot more claustrophobic. You can't just line up gun lines because you're just not going to be able to see <laughs> yeah, you enough. You can't put all your ranged uh, your ranged troops are just ready, everyone, and yeah. uh, and just try and shoot everyone. You have to you have to approach this very differently, and and your sniper specialists suddenly aren't aren't your MVPs anymore. It's your it's your combat specialists or your zealots or you know something like Harlequins in ultra close confines. I can imagine them being outrageously good because you can yeah. charge three d six around corners and you're not going to get overwatched. And and I think I think for me the other nice thing is we've, we're now getting a whole bunch. You know the environment tables is another layer that goes on top of this. You know which you roll so you know coolant leaks and stuff like that. That's great fun and that will absolutely change how a shooting army works and it will um it will make it play differently you know every time you play it so i, th- I think for me I, I think it's it's uh it's fun and, and i will happily pull these rules apart and use them on different bits of scenery different places because it's just like a you know a game rule that's rubber stamped but we can just say oh yeah it's uh, it just you just add it to your toolbox your kill team toolbox to say yeah. you could even have a like a closed building you know we've all got ruins in our in our kilting games but you could have say like a, a, a an intact building in the center of your kilting board and then you could enter that and then you could have like a different board off on the same table yeah with all these doors and all these rooms and then you can use say maybe when you're in that building you use all these tactics that you know the ultra close confines rules and you can open doors, you have, you know, different stuff. And like the Overwatch thing I mentioned, you even get a point blank Overwatch tactic if you're playing yeah. in ultra close confines, which is essentially where you can Overwatch as they appear around the corner rather than being ambushed by the, you know, the Harlequins like I, like I described. Um, it's just very cool. Um, and like you say, it gives it gives gamers a, a way of adding maybe parts of, not all of these elements to, to their kill team if they like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I, th- I think, I think for me, you just, just, you know, just a little bit of a, you just kind of think, oh, and you got so fog of incense when the environment tables from the um, from, from the, the shrine, the shrine, yeah, yeah. So you know, okay, we've got. Uh, That's where you sub- subtract uh, six inches from the range characteristics of uh, shooty weapons, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you've got a zealot swinging a, an incense. Uh, candle as they're charging down you know suddenly that model has a function in the game you know uh, okay i'm not pointing it or i'm not including it, it, it but it would be something you just go yeah of course you can do that that makes sense um, and now i've got the challenge of dealing with it so i think um yeah i think all of these layers that we've got here and and, and i think i think are great i think are great yeah very cool and then what this also does, it also introduces a couple of new specialisms, doesn't it? Yes. So commanders as well as the strategists. Yes. So commander is, well, uh, strategist is just a kind of another another specialism, whereas a commander is like a, I don't think, it's not really a, it's kind of a specialism. It's kind of something else. Um, and I think we'll probably, you know, we'll find out more shortly because of the commander's box that's coming out. You can have traits uh, which you pay for, which have impact in the game. You know, not like the the narrative tables that you had in Kill Team, where it's just add uh, you know flavour. 
but you can have a a trait for say like five points which you automatically pass nerve tests or you ignore penalties to models hit rolls for the first flesh wound yeah i think i think these, this is an interesting way of taking it and i think um perhaps in some ways we, we were kind of were expecting there to be if i say heroes but you know what i mean leaders someone someone beyond sarge leading our kill teams um and I, yeah i'll be honest when i first saw it i thought oh no i haven't got like this epic you can have yeah like you say you can have tactical marines and then you can have a sergeant but you can't have say like a like a veteran sergeant or a a captain almost or a librarian whereas that's what commanders offers you isn't it and yeah that's what it appears to be hopefully uh, and so in, in the same way that commanders as we see it in this game um is only very focused on the characters that we've been given but I, I think for me actually i think it's going to be really interesting about how that impacts the game because ultimately playing kill team i've discovered that by having some character and a name and a special you know and that they are my leader specialist and what they can do and can't do means they have kind of been that little hero dude they've, they've not just been sarge with the extra attack and the extra pip of leadership do you know what i mean i think for me it's they, they, they've become more than that so yeah i don't think it was a failing it was it was a concern from the first one i first saw the game but it certainly isn't a failing and actually now that we're going to get these if i've got this right they're still not the leader of the kill team is that right so basically commander is like a a special it's kind of like a specialism but doesn't count towards the number of specialisms and you can also have each commander must also have a specialism yes so you nominate a model to be your commander um and you can obviously only have one but you can that commander can be a commander sniper for example yeah so I, I think it's just it's just very interesting. I, I, we've seen, obviously, there's been a lot of uh, chat about it on the Warhammer community page recently, hasn't there? Um, and there's also some concern that it may imbalance things. What are your thoughts on that? So it will, ch- it, it will change, perhaps, how you build your kill teams. Um, yeah, I could see there are some challenges that perhaps, you know, big multi-wound model with a decent save pumped up could unbalance it. So maybe, yeah, okay, maybe you might be leaning a bit more heavily on those D3, D6 um, damage tools to try and deal with them. But I think uh, we've got to see the the details, but it will change it slightly. It will make the game slightly bigger. Um, I don't see that as a problem in that they're pretty short and punchy already. I, I don't really mind that it's going to be um, a few more points because they're going to bring something. And and I, actually, I think it's quite nice that rather than saying we're going from 100 to 150 points, and that just means more dudes. So it's it's actually going to be just one dude that's going to go around kicking some butt. So so yeah, whether whether I don't know whether if you play, you both have to have one, or can somebody have more points to counterbalance well, I, that? I think. Like bearing in mind, so you've got a commander, and we, we you look at something like let's look at the points for Alusha Vane, for example, as as a I guess as a as a quite a good indication. She is a a commander, or she has I guess the op- opportunity to be a commander at level uh, level one. 
she's 45 points. At level 2, she's 60. Level 3, she's 75. And at level 4, she's 100 points. You could have just her as a kill team, and that would be terrible because you'd be facing against 10 other people. Or, or you know... Yeah. It, so I think the concern and that it might... Got- Go She's on. got commander upgrades as well, hasn't she? Yeah, and that's yeah, without that's without ten, the commander ten. trades. So five points here, ten points there. You know, yeah. the the master specialist, the level four commander trait is thirty points. So I think what this is doing is giving people an option to take those models if they want to. And yeah, let's say let's say you take a Lucian level four and go hundred points on one model, and you also take a hundred point kill team. Well, guess what? I can take a 200 point and kill team. So, you know, and she's actually still only got, you know, yeah, she's got a few, she's got a quite good defense stat. She's got disruptive field generator, which has got a four up and vulnerable save. And she's got four wounds. Yeah. That's obviously very, very good. But you pay for that. And all you need is a few yeah. melter gun shots, plasma gun shots, you know, whatever, a few multi damage weapons. And suddenly Lucia Vane's, uh, you know, in a Lucia pain. Oh, that was terrible. Sorry. Oh, minus ten points for that. <laughs> but yeah, I do, do, do you know what I mean? Up. Like, I think that there is. Yes, I can see. I can see the concern. Does it take away from the kill team thing? Kill team's all about small squads. Then, then yeah, if you want to play just sort of small squads, then don't play with commanders. Like any any expansion, any Warhammer game, whether it's AOS skirmish, all the way up to thirty k apocalypse size games. You know, play with what you want. And anything in between, reach an understanding with your opponent what you both want out of the game. If if kill team's all about that kind of expendables, you know, just one last mission, boss. You know, come out of retirement and, and you know, we'll get it. You know, that kind of thing. Then go for it. Play play with that. But if kill team's about bringing something that else to the party, three models versus a hundred, but they're all, you know, tough as nails. I think the other thing to say is we've seen at the uh, kill team open day the boxes that the commanders will come in so we kind of know the models to expect yeah we're talking like um, space marine librarians or um uh, admech tech priests gene stealer icon wards you know they're, they're like it's a banner bearer for goodness sake for a gene stealer cult like yeah it's going to be a great buffing unit and i'm sure it'll do great things for that kill team but we're not talking about adding a bloodthirster into the army <laughs> no no, it will lick or anything. So I think, I think, I think it, I think it will. They, you, you, you can already take lictors. You mean Carnifex, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I was going to say, Steve. I've got some real disappointing news for you, mate. Oh. If you don't like lictors, <laughs> it just comes down to choice, doesn't it? What, what do you, what do you want to do? And yes, there will be more efficient options than others. But again, if you've got a, you know, you've got a kill, a kill zone, which is all closed off and tiny then maybe you want to you know tool up this orc close combat commander with loads of special specialisms and then using his um bringing some boys with him to use the lookout sir rule to bounce all the wounds all the shots going against him elsewhere then yeah brilliant and then you know use your command point to do your tactic to smash up the enemy commander re-roll failed hits and wounds wow that's going to really hurt so it doesn't matter how many wounds or re-rolls you've got so i, I think for me yeah i, I think it's going to be interesting you, the, 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 cha- the challenge will be is just 
and I, and I don't see that anyone would say, I'm going to pick up Kill Team for the first time. I'm going to buy all of this stuff. You know, I'm going to buy the main box set. I'm going to buy Commanders. I'm going to buy Rogue Trader and then try and learn it all. They're not. You're, you're, going, to, you're going to pick the main, the main game, which we know plays super tight out of the box. So it's just more reasons to, to kind of grow your games, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I'm actually hopeful for other expansions. Yeah. So something like a... Well, first of all, we, we know there's another expansion on the way. Yeah. Um, there's, there's been talk of Inquisitor, so like an inquisitorial uh, warband, which is it's, it's just so iconic 40K. You know, an Inquisitor and his or her warband is much yeah. like a rogue trader and his or her kind of retainers. Absolutely. It's, and, and again, you, you get that huge difference in the characters. You know, you have a minister and priest, maybe. Um, you, you know, you, you're, you might have some crusaders. You, you, who knows what you could have? And, 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 and also all the, all the like, is, is are they from the Order Kronos? Are they from yeah, yeah, yeah. the Order, you know, Xenos? You, know, you can use, you can convert things up, use a Necron weapon. It's an, you know, it's, there's just so much there to, to build on from the established law. Um, an opportunity for some amazing models from GW, but also some amazing conversions from you know from gamers themselves without even without even touching like a an existing product. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, yeah. No. I could probably build about a dozen inquisitorial warbands just out of models that I've got in in my bits boxes. For goodness' sake, you know, I'm, I'm sure lots of us could. You know, you could just do anything. It'd be, it'd be made, uh, same for Rogue Trader. You could even take this Rogue Trader kill team that comes in the box. Just take the rules for it. And you can make up your own, you know, your own kill team. So rather than having Voidsman and a Doggo, you could have, I don't know, like use uh, Astra Militarum Scions and like a like an Aetherwing model. Yeah. You know, from the Stormcast, the, the sort of the eagle bird things, uh, for those of you who might not be familiar, you know, and just and be like, right, you know, I'm, I'm using those rules to represent uh, this pet bird thing which is going to use the same rules as the pet doggo yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah your medics your medic your tech dudes a tech dude your death combat girl with a big sword can be any form of combat specialist you know it could be anything why wouldn't there be a game where you've got two rogue traders trying to grab this artifact that's been discovered and they're fighting it out planet side yeah, to, exactly. In the same way that there'll be, you know, inquisitors versus inquisitors, and yeah, yeah, you know, the the confusing world of the forty first millennium. You'll have Primaris Marines versus another loyalist chapter. You know, whatever. You know, there's 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 definitely scope there for for other expansions. Um, and actually, so not just Inquisitor expansion, which we'll we'll touch on obviously when we find out more about it, but things like vehicles. You know, like so I'm not talking about something crazy like a, a land raider, but something like a, a dreadnought or a war walker or a killer can. I don't think that's yeah. unfeasible to include in your games if there are rules to support it. Yeah. So, you know, you'd, you'd have to do it carefully and you'd have to make sure they're not uber powerful. Um, but if you've got, say, like a dreadnought versus 10 people and you, you know that, I don't know. I, it's hard to explain, but if if everyone's involved in the arms race, then everyone has the opportunity to take it. But maybe if your opponent is bringing a a, a small vehicle, and, I, and, I, and I'm talking like Sentinel, you know, maybe Dreadnought's a bit too extreme. You know, things like a Scout Sentinel, 
would be really cool. Yeah. But then if your opponent's bringing a scout sentinel, you get to use a tactic of, you know, sticky bomb or it, uh, you, tank you traps. Pick my, yeah, you, you, you grab my, what I was thinking there because I think, you know, it, it's that chasing the tiger tank through the French streets knowing that he's going to machine gun somebody, you're going to lose someone to a tank round through a building and rubble thrown everywhere. But it's those 10 dudes. Can I get close enough to get that charge on before we take enough casualties or enough wounds that we become, you know, we become broken and we can't and we lose. Then you just kind of go, that's a game. I think for me, that sounds like great fun. And uh, I, I think for me, one of the surprises has been that the games I've played uh, after a first couple of like out of the book missions to make sure understood out played been a bit loosey-goosey with stuff and it still works so we had some vehicles they were just ground cars you know just classic wheeled vehicles in a in scummy city we just said they were whatever the models was but they were in cover because they were so rubbish and you could assault them or they could drive you know six inches and it didn't break the game. They weren't moving any much more than, than different. They just got advantage of a bit of cover. And it was literally how many vehicles could you get off the table? So it worked. It, it was, it was, it didn't break the visual aspect. It didn't break the story. So I think, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that, 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 that kind of thing coming in. I think it's, it's got big scope, you know, whether it's tank hunters or monster hunters or whatever it's going to be. Um, it just, I think the, the, the smaller board size, the smaller model count, just cracking. Yeah, I think it's cool. But but there is definitely, def, there's definitely a kind of right of arc where, you know, you've got a 500 point Warhammer 40k game. At which point the 40k rules will already be more appropriate. Because that, then you're you're doing a, a kind of skirmish force on skirmish force. Rather, I think this is almost kill teams like sub skirmish, isn't it? Um yeah, it's interesting because I play a reasonable amount of um, Age of Sigmar skirmish, and that really struggles once it gets too big, because instead of units of people needing fives and then fours, when you've got one dude needs fives and fours, and their dude needs fives and fours, <laughs> seven turns later you're like, oh, exactly, I've done one yes. wound out of three. What's going on? Yeah, you just lose that. The, 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 the metric that's there that's deciding that these 20 archers will take a couple of wounds off you it's okay when Instead, you're 20 one, dice one, one archer takes 20 turns to take a wound off you <laughs> yeah, yeah no, exactly that's exactly it exactly it so so i think i think you're absolutely right this 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 does feel smaller than skirmish um i've not played many 500 point games of um 40k but i do quite like the the, the sound of it i think for me that's um that kind of like say next step up well i'm tempted to do the there's a 600 point 40k event at blood and glory in november um on the friday night so there's an 1100 point 1100 mm. or 1000 or something like that it's a thousand uh, point on friday starts at a, that's right it's a thousand points but starts at 11 o'clock um so a thousand point 40k that starts at 11 a.m on friday morning and then on friday evening there's another 600 points so i think i'm going to enter one or both of those events and bring like a small 40k game because I decided to go for AOS again at Blood and Glory um, just because I think it'll be a really cool way to get like a deadline and get some some models done for it. 
Yeah, I'm tempted. Uh, my current project is probably about 500 points, so I might be able to find 100 points somewhere to to add to it. Although the one challenge I've got is one of the vehicles isn't from the right book. So if it's a proper match play event, probably wouldn't be allowed. You could always drop the TO. Uh, what is this your Goliath? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about maybe let's talk about our projects next episode. Yeah. Because I think we're both working on kill teams that are quite uh, like I I really like your kill team and I think it's got loads of character and you're doing some cool conversions. I'm doing some interesting conversions for for another kill team event in at the end of November. So let's talk about that next next episode. Yeah. But yeah, drop drop the TO an email and say I will, yeah. I'm using this. You know, I want to enter this event and. Oh, We'll, we'll ask we'll ask Ben. We'll ask Ben who is who's running yeah. the 40k this year. The chances of me picking something super efficient are very slim, so it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. accidental filth. But um, yeah, no. So yeah, let's, let's talk about it next time because yeah, yours is coming along great. Uh, mine's almost almost got paint the dudes now, so that's looking good. So awesome right well steve let's leave it there and we'll talk about yep. our kill team projects and, and maybe also our 40k projects uh, next time um if people want to see pictures of these uh, projects or, or get hold of you on twitter or wherever what's the best way to get hold of you yep there's twitter so i'm at tin racer steve and i am at danger mouse 425 however if you want to get hold of us as a podcast um or ask us questions send us an email send us a list send us some cool pictures we'll, you know we'll retweet them and, or reshare them uh instagram facebook and uh twitter we are aoti 40k at aoti 40k and if you want to send us an email we are ashes of the imperium at gmail.com so get in touch we look forward to hearing from you and uh join us next time for some uh, some more kill team and more 40k chat happy hobbying yeah brilliant thank you guys to go ready three two oh what episode are we on uh <laughs>